hello, welcome along to a brand new episode of Baffled, the show that aims to give you all of the facts that you need to get through the day and then we'll sort if they are useful or utter nonsense and bin worthy as we go. My name's Dan. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for listening. I've got three today, as always. Uh, I've got something about a TV show that went terribly wrong. Uh, Also, another one that really won't help you if you're doing your dry jan. Uh, And we'll find out what came first, the tree or the fruit. That's from me. Mark is also here. What have you got? Yeah, thank you very much, Daniel. This week, why llamas are the new guard dogs, why a talent can stop you paying, and how revenge can lead to success. Three good teases there as well. Uh, Sinead O'Connor is with is with us too. What have you got for us? Frosted Flakes. Bob Marley. Dog <laughs> Stick Stick that explicit straight onto the podcast straight away. That'll take us down in the ratings. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. Stay there. We'll be back soon. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So we've not just got nine facts for you. We've also got ourselves a brand new Instagram page. So here's what I want you to do. Someone did some admin. I know. Uh, Ever heard of them? Uh, Here's what I want you to do if you're on the Instagram. Uh, Just kind of pause us right now. Open up. Oh, you can do it at the same time. It's fine. Uh, Open up Instagram. Search out the name, which is... Baffled Pod. Give that a follow. Um, Loads of nice stories being shared. Loads are pretty good. Are we on the meme wagon yet? Not quite yet, but I'm sure we'll get there. We're setting our own memes to give us yeah. a follow there. Uh, just get facts right the way through the week, even when you're not listening. Get a little update of the facts and we'll stick polls on there as well so you can decide which has been the best fact as well. Uh, so that's been big news at Baffled HQ this week. Um, how are we all doing? Sinead, how are you? Um, do you know what? I want to be honest with you, gents. I am really good today. I been looking forward to recording actually i feel like i needed this with with lockdown i look forward to talking to you both seeing you both and i'm in a good mood today i'm feeling good in the last episode of the show we discovered the most famous listener we have is from a 90s boy band five and i saw he was busy on instagram this week as well he's given us the big follow he's given us the big follow on instagram slagging off you daniel yeah uh giving a lot of love for connor and i think i'm also here so you know big up to scott at Scott Robinson official, I think he is, or something he, like uh, he, he, Most he me- famous listener. He messaged me and he said, um, I'm going to leave a comment on the uh, on the Insta. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, like, by all means. I thought, this is nice. You know, get, sort of get him interacting. Had a look at the comment and was like, 
Never imagined it to be that kind of comment, but thank you for the compliment, and I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> He's dug me out there. He's dug me out a little bit. Um, he basically, if you've not seen it, he basically said that I'm constantly having a go at Connor, which is fine, I kind of am, and that um, he's a much better looking specimen than I am. Again, you know, probably true. There's nothing, well, I was, I think, until you went all buzzy. Um, so there's nothing really I can comment on there, I think. No, no, but I, feel, I feel like we should, about to say, I feel like we should explain these for those who haven't seen it on the Instagram. Uh, Connor, you've decided just chop all your hair off. Yeah, bit, you know, big moment 2021. I just thought, fresh start. I was getting the ump in my hair. Me and Dan actually spoke on the last episode as well about how ridiculous hair gets during this whole 2020-2021 situation. So I buzzed it at midnight the other night, and yeah, I'm loving it. I mean, <laughs> I, I, midnight? Why did you I, leave it that late? Well, do you know what? Because I wanted to do it we earlier. We all know that, that that is the buzz hour. I mean, if you're going to buzz at any point, it's midnight to 1am. Come on, Daniel. It's, well, it's, I wanted... it's, it's not even a fact that needs warranting on this podcast. It's so well known. I wanted to do it earlier in the day, but I spent the whole day debating obviously like weighing up the pros and cons and then midnight was like do you know what i'll go for it but i've definitely i've definitely discovered something i've grown into my head over the years because i used to have a buzz cut when i was about three or four years old i will send you guys a picture maybe we can get that on the insta and you can show the difference in head size between a three-year-old connor and a 25-year-old connor i've grown into my skull if you happen to to not see that on the insta if you don't know what he looks like as i say imagine I would say one of two things, like an archetypal high school bully in any American cartoon or Sinead O'Connor in the Nothing Compares to You video. That's what I'm going for. One of the two things. It's pretty much, yeah. It it is either of those two, no alternatives. Or one of the new extras or one of the new extras in Orange is the New Black that you never really chat to. They're just there in the background. It's also that and uh, Hugh, um, uh, what's what's his surname from Trainspotting? Yeah, the heroin addict. Okay, yeah, hell with him. Right, Connor, what's your first fact of the show? Okay, so uh, two sisters from Virginia once sold a frosted flake that was in the shape of Illinois on eBay for $1,350. What was it in the shape of? Illinois, Illinois, Illinois. Why do... Look, okay. I did, I did get Google to pronounce Wait, it for what me. It didn't help. I mean, what, what are we, like four minutes Is it Illinois, in? Illinois. Just Illinois. 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 There we go, Illinois. I I mean, I was going to look, and I know I've been called out by 90s boy band uh, phenomenon, Scott, the other day, about de- about calling you out, but I really think you need to stick away from anything geography, any, anything near geography, because you just, like, you get it wrong. Like, when you said Virginia, you sounded like you'd never heard that word before. Like, you just discovered this new country. So, well, the, 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 so they found the- a frosted flake of Illinois... And yeah, how much the, did they sell it for? On the laptop, I mean, Illinois, it looks like free L. So I was like, Lennon's? That's I mean, I mean, that's that's preparation for you there, where you look at it and go, oh, I've forgotten what I've typed here. I mean, sure, it is a crux to this fact, but oh, is it three L's? Is it an I and two L's? Is it, is it two L's and an I? I just don't know. Well, let, let me break it down for you. So these two sisters managed to god knows how you're investigating frosted flakes in you know in enough depth to find out that it actually looks like this i just sort of put them in a bowl and eat them but they discovered it late one night realized it looked like that banged it on ebay and it was actually in a auction war there was a bidding war for a good couple of hours in excitement for the final sale of one thousand three hundred and fifty dollars 
Um, and the winner of the the winner of the auction, which had gone on for a week as well, it went all the way on for a week. Um, is the owner of a trivia website who wants to add the cornflake to a travelling museum. I mean, can you imagine packaging that up and just accidentally cracking it? Because, I mean, it's easy. It's easy. Just going, right, it's fine. We're going to put it in a little box. We're going to put some bubble wrap on it. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. This it, has gone it, wrong. It's also, you can, you know, frosted flakes and those things, they can mean... They all look the same. I like the shape. You can really read anything that you want, especially American states. You could probably find any flake that looks like any state that you wanted it to look like. They're all uh, a bit of a, a mash, really, aren't they? Well, this this the thing. I, uh, when I read the facts, I was sitting there thinking they must have made this a thing. You know, gone one day or one night, we're going to investigate the frosted flakes and see if anything looks like anything. Because you're not just coming across that. You're not... I mean, my cereal's in the bowl and in my mouth within minutes. It, it, you're not really looking. So they've obviously had a little investigation. Maybe it's something worth doing if you want to make a few bucks during the year. I just, if you're paying that much money for that, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what's become of you. What's happened to the dude's traveling circus with the, the very famous frosted flake that looks like one of the Midwest states? Absolutely no idea. It's literally just a travelling museum and he's the owner of a trivia website. I, I imagined in my head this dude being like one of those super rich, like one of these super rich guys that kind of has, has, has done something fairly successful in his life and then ended up opening this travelling museum and just has the money to buy complete nonsense stuff. And no, that was it. Can you imagine it? saying, guys, there's a museum coming to town. Big news. Frosted yeah. fake that looks like Illinois. I mean, I don't know about you, but I know where I'm going on Friday night. Let's get like, yourself I mean, down there. And who who is going? That's 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 what that's the reason I'm going. But isn't, I don't isn't believe this... at all. By the way, I don't buy at all that he's got loads of money and he's wealthy. I'm think well, not like stand up wealthy. I he, I reckon he's Al Al's toy barn from Toy Story Two. That's that's who we're talking about. But a lot a lot of people do this. This actually got me thinking as well. This whole like buying stuff and then donating it to museums. It's a it's a thing that people do. So they do they basically lose money what do they gain from doing that like people do well, it i think cars, he runs the they? museum i don't think no he of course he runs, the... runs them yeah but a lot of places like a lot of museums people buy pieces of history or they you know buy a car or whatever and then donate it to a museum is that just they pay for it to be in a museum i don't really understand what they yeah. get from that yeah what should we do with this ford fiesta i oh, just take it down the national history museum is that well there we go but like the I, I think, I think car. it's probably prestige. Yeah, I think it's probably prestige. I think yeah. it's like, hey, I have done this for the good of the world. You know, 007 car. Frosted flake that looks like Illinois. Right, Mark, what's your first say. fact of the show? Llamas are used to protect sheep. So uh, a guard llama is a genuine thing. Uh, so it's used in farming to protect sheep, but also other livestock, goats, hens, uh, to protect them from dogs, foxes, coyotes and other types of predators uh you only need one one llama will do the job it depends how big the pack is though depends how big the pack of coyotes are. yeah i mean well this is the thing it's better if it's warding off just one or two not gonna lie to you if it's a pack of coyotes you feel like it should win but most of the risk comes from single and you know two or three uh coyotes dogs foxes etc llamas Keep them away. It's also used the llama for uh, full mats, half a chug jug, a few splashes, and a full round of ammo. What? 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 I didn't understand. I understand. What? what? 
I understood I one of those words. Of that. So Alama is also used for full mats, half a chug jug, a few splashes, and a full round of ammo. So a, ch- a chug jug, that's Fortnite. There we go. Uh, but I don't understand Lama. how Alama how is relevant to the Fortnite thing. So when you load into a Fortnite game, there are three llamas on the map. You get a llama, you get all those things listed. Hey, kids. Hey, hey kids listening. If you're 12 no one, years old. No one say we're not relevant. <laughs> that's a reference so for just, you. <clears throat> just weighing up what are llamas better for. I mean, pros and cons to both. There's a real life solution. The other is a game. Oh, what's more useful? And also, pi- and also, pink and blue with a green head. So, you, you know, you mentioned as famously all llamas are. You mentioned coyotes there. I did. I could not tell you what a coyote looks like in my mind, and in cartoons, they seem to be made like quite a nice, sweet creature. But I think they're they're mean old, aren't they? I think. Yeah, I have a feeling that if you look up the definition of coyote in a dictionary, it would it literally just says a mean old. <laughs> that is purely what it says. I've got a um, I've got a little llama story actually, which is quite. Is funny. it better than the first one? <laughs> that one. Yeah, it is. Great. You've set yourself high. Um, so uh, near me, there's a little village, and there's a road that leads into the village that always has these like, you know, like those roads when you go into villages, and they've got the big mansions, and you're like, oh, this looks very nice. Anyway, there's loads of mansions and there's loads of, like, grass area. So lots of uh, land with these houses. Driving along once with, with Hayley, my girlfriend, I'm in the car, I look to the left and I'm like, are they llamas? And she's like, yeah, I, I think they are. Basically, this house has a field next to it with just, like, ten llamas on it with dif- in different colours. I honestly thought I was tripping out. And I'm looking, I'm like... They're llam- They're actual llamas. They're real llamas, and they're llamas. And you can go and pet llamas. He has like a llama, a llama farm. I'll get a picture for you to I, prove so this. It's honestly I'm, mental. I'm struggling to see so, so where the, the story there is. is here. So the story there is: you drove past a farm. No, <laughs> that's what happened. It's just that. It's just a llama land. It's just a llama, <laughs> like llama, llama land. A llama Did, didn't that win an Oscar? And I've never seen... Didn't that win an Oscar, llama land? <laughs> I've, I've never seen a llama before. Like, I, I, these aren't normal creatures. You don't just see these animals, don't you? It depends where you are. Like, I think housing llamas, I mean, while it's not the most common thing, I think, I think it, it's not... Yeah, it, like, it happens. I think they're quite mean creatures as well, actually, llamas. I think because they, they love to spit. They're a big spitter. Alarmers well, this is the thing. They, yeah, so they defend by walking or running towards an intruder, chasing, kicking, or spitting at them. But the other thing about the, the thing I found interesting about this is if you have, you might go, oh, all right, we'll double up the protection, put two llamas in. No, it doesn't work as well because then the llamas just look after each other. But if it's a solitary llama, then they start looking after them. As with all of these things, I'm always interested at the point of discovery. And that's something I'm going to work on, I think. I want to know who was the first person that risked their whole flock of sheep with a llama. And thought, you know what? Spit it to death. Spit these dingoes to death. Just went, guys, guys, I've got a great plan here. Might sound stupid. We're going to use a llama. Oh, no, Jeff's off on one again. Oh, come on, Jeff. Jeff, you've been playing Fortnite, have you? Right, time for my first fact of the show. Did you know that the fruit orange came before the colour? Yes. Would you have predicted that? Yes, because I feel like Connor's told me this before. On the show? I, I, that I would love to look up in a Google Doc, but I can't. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to push on anyway. So, 
the fir- the word orange came from a Sanskrit word. Uh, no, I'm going to give it a go. Nuranga, which means orange tree. That then went down and down and down the different countries and the different etymologies. And then it, it ended up being a French word. They adapted the Arabic word Nahang as pom d'orange, which is the tree of orange. And then it came to uh, come to England and it was only used to describe the colour 200 years later in 1512. That's when it first really appeared. Until then... Um, people would call the colour orange yellow-red. I mean, in fairness, it's not a wrong description to call it a yellow-red. No. No, but I just, I just, I just think it's a bit of a cop-out. what out, it is. I just think it's a bit of a cop-out. Yeah, it is a bit of a cop-out. I, I, I do, agree with you, Dan. Yeah, I do enjoy that they went, should we give it a new colour, a new name? No, I just call it yellow-red. Yellow red. That's but fine. here's the it's thing. Like, but, but, but we have purple. We don't call that blue-red. Yeah, but purple's unique. But here is the thing, and I don't know much about how many oranges are grown here, love, here in the UK. just stop a minute? Don't you just love Mark's take on, on situations and the little pathway that he goes down in his head sometimes? The little extra description that he gives just to make it all seem a little bit more understandable. I just, I, I love it. He likes to have a bit of character. Got to help I, you out. I, 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 like, I don't know how many oranges are grown in the UK or were in the 16th century, but maybe the reason that they didn't have a word for orange and they didn't really call it anything is because they never really saw the colour. Because apart from orange trees and ginger like you, Mark, there's there was no orange around, is there? So why why would they have why would they have come up with a word for it? I will say something about orange as a flavour. I think orange is the most um, uh, un sort of reliable flavour in a sense of every orange thing tastes different always. It's never the same. I would say the most unreliable flavour is blue. You know, when things like, oh, it's blue. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like, no, point. hang on a second. You yeah, can't yeah, flavour yeah, something good. blue. <laughs> but like, you've got like orange, orange Robinsons, for example. Then you've got like Tropicana. Then you might have like an orange energy tablet thing or whatever they do. Every oh, It never tastes the same. There's so many variations of this orange flavour. You never quite get the same orange, it's, ever. It's also absolutely, you can tell that the grade and the class of some, and it, something that you've bought by the calibre of the orange flavour. For instance, if you get like high juice or Robinson's, you know, it's premium. You've spent big bucks on that beautiful orange flavour. But if you go if you go really crap Sainsbury's shelf, I mean, it tastes awful. But I, th- I find orange flavour chocolate to be probably the best flavouring of chocolate that there is. Oh, yeah. yeah like for me, bottom oh, tier. No, oh orange flavour. I'm with Dan. Orange flavoured to- chocolate, Terry's chocolate orange. Um, what else they do? Like the orange roses. Yeah, orange smarts. So oh, I don't really like the, the orange roses or anything like that. I don't really like the fake syrup they have in them. But like orange smarties, orange, beautiful. Mark, what are you, what are you harping on about? It's, just, it's bottom tier. It's just... Right, I, I can't be asked to hear all your... needed. I can't be asked to hear all your thought. What's top, top grade chocolate flavouring for you? Plain Mint. dairy milk. Mint chocolate. Get that. Oh, get that, that in gold tier. That's such. That's such a mark. That's <laughs> such a mark. Mint. What? So like after eight, you're saying oh, like top tier. Yep. That's a great. That's a great. It's not chocolate. top. That is not top tier. The best flavor. The best. That no. The best flavoring is Terry. Is orange. I'm with Dan. Hundred percent. And then for me, after that. It's got to be like peanut, like like Snickers and... Oh, so good. Uh, well, just, so I good. Snickers isn't rung too. I've got an entire WhatsApp group with a, with a 
big old bunch of friends dedicated to where there are Terry's chocolate oranges on offer. Like if you ever see a Terry's oh, chocolate love orange, to meet, love to meet your mate. Love to meet your mate. <laughs> if you, if but at you the ever, same point, Connor's going. I could get involved in this group. If you if you ever see if you ever see a TCO, like close to the one pound mark, I mean it's it's like a the euro. TCO. If it's close to the one pound, bam, straight on the WhatsApp. And Connor, you, by putting this in top tier for you, these are the people you're associating with. These are your I know, people. I know. These are your people, Connor. I would love to drop me in Dan's WhatsApp group chat and then drop Dan in my WhatsApp group chat and just understand the difference for a week. That'd be quite fun. If Dan drops Dan, into you your ever WhatsApp had... group chat, immediately Dan Simpson has left. Just <laughs> One word. <laughs> yeah, mute. yeah. Dan, have you ever had a um, Terry's chocolate orange milkshake? Oh, right. So here's the thing. I-, I feel like I say this every show. This is another thing that I don't want this podcast to descend into, us asking each other, have we had something? Um, well, yeah, probably. What I had recently <laughs> was the Terry's chocolate orange hot chocolate. I love the fact that he says that and then goes on. I love on. the fact that he says that and then he's like, no, but I enjoy this chat. The Terry's chocolate it. orange hot chocolate was like next grade. That was ace, ace Christmas quality stuff. Yeah, I've, had, I've yeah. Pro- yeah, probably had a milkshake. Right, moving yeah. swiftly Yeah, we need on. to move on. Sinead, back to you. What you got? Bob Marley is the sixth on the Forbes list of highest earning dead celebrities. Sixth for highest earning dead celebrities. So I haven't given this any second of thought before. Uh, who, who else makes up the top five just so I can get a, a, a degree of how much of a surprise this is? I would imagine Michael Jackson's probably number one something. Yeah, so... He was the sixth highest earning dead celebrity in the world, according to Forbes, preceded by fellow musicians Prince, Elvis Presley and MJ. So we've got two more slots to fill. Two more slots of which aren't there, but they're the the three. I would would go dead dead celebrity wise, who's probably still earning tons and tons and tons of money whilst dead. Uh, Who do you reckon? You've been... You put you put yourself in a very in a very tough situation there, Connor. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to think of another one. George Michael. Mm. He's a singer, so I imagine he'd have been on the original. Yeah, he would have been on the list, wouldn't he? So I'd imagine maybe it's an author, maybe it's um, I don't know, a director. Uh, I've, I've, I have I have a list here. Right, please take uh, it away. Okay, I mean Michael Jackson is very very high up on this list, as you imagine. Uh, Elvis Presley. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor is very high on the list. Charles Schultz, Marilyn Monroe, Albert Einstein is still quite high on the list somehow. What does Albert Einstein get money from? Does he is he is he cut into the old Albert Einstein bobblehead business? Is that what's going on here? No, Albert Einstein Albert Einstein lives on in Elon Musk's head. That's what I think. Oh, so Elon Musk is paying rent. Basically, yeah, he's, Albert he's, Einstein in there, he's yeah. paying a subscription fee for you know like 12 uh, months yeah uh, Dr. Seuss is very high up as well he still earns about 16 million dollars a year right well let's let's move on from this because I can just hear people falling asleep as you list off dead celebrities there we go just in case any listeners are wondering why it's such a weak fact in the middle it's because Connor had another Bob Marley fact that we've already had on the podcast yeah do you know what we're going to fill the listeners in right now basically Mark made this nonsense Google doc expected me and Dan to actually want to upload to it we we have almost like it's useful yeah do you know what we we are unorganized but it kind of is what makes baffled we're all just pigs trying to make some money right and we... is the only person here who hasn't doubled up on a fact. 
You, but Mark, you're the only one who still fills in the content, Doc. You're, you still do it weekly and we don't. There's just... Mark's Mark's column is completely full. He does it every week. I bet he goes on there after every single recording, Dan, and goes... <laughs> puts his facts in. <laughs> He's like... Well, look, listen. Essentially, every, look, yes. In, in any good story, it starts high, then it drops down in the middle, then we come up to a surging end. Traditionally, in Baffled, we kind of peter out towards the end. But we've done that a little bit early. So there you go. Maybe, some maybe this I'm, is the new way. I'm waiting, Mike. I'm just waiting, Mike, for us to conquer the world. We do a we do an American road trip. We win we win awards and we're up on stage. We get the award and Mark goes. Still haven't filled out that content, Doc. What award are we winning for this? I, I always Nobel think Price we could win podcasts. I always think we could probably hit into the NTAs. National Television Awards. Uh, Makes so much sense being a podcast. The best, the best so. drama goes to the baffled podcast. <laughs> right, Mark, what's your second fact of the show? Okay, artist Salvador Dali would often get out of paying for drinks and meals by drawing on the checks, making them priceless works of art and therefore uncashable. Right, I, I need to ask a question. Mark, what, what websites are you using for your facts? Because every week you have these facts that... Uh, uh, great, and I don't know where you're finding these facts because I'm struggling. I'm not giving away. Week. I'm not, I'm not giving away my secrets. I want to uh... say though, like good fact, but that is slightly known. Like that's not completely unknown. Like my next fact is something it's quite similar to that, but not not exactly the same. So it's not like unheard of. That's not, that's not like what would he? Do I would say up? that. So basically, so we're going back to sort of, what, 1960s here. So you, do you remember checks when you used to like be like, oh, I'll pay for dinner, and then you'd write out a check? Yeah, yeah. So or we'd write na- out a check. Your nan would give you a 50 quid check that you had to go pay in. Yeah, exactly. So like, do you know what? So we'd write out a check in it. a restaurant, write out a check in a restaurant, and then they'd turn it over and they'd draw a bit of artwork on the back. So suddenly, this person possesses a Dali original, which is worth a lot more than the 50 you know, $50 that he's written the check for. So therefore, he never actually had any of his checks cashed, so he never really paid for anything because everyone just kept them or cashed them in themselves. Quite a lot of famous people back in that time would do it just with their signature. So they would pay in restaurants and stuff with a check, knowing that uh, the owner, the restaurateur, is probably likely to frame the check because they've got, look who's eating here. It's It's... Richard Burton or someone is eaten here then they stick that on the wall so then they don't have to uh, and, and then they never, <laughs> never get charged what? for anything Mark's with me here right you've you've we're talking about a check being framed in a restaurant and the example's Richard Burton I don't even know who that is I've never like who is Richard Burton nah only one of the most famous actors in history it's fine yeah who is it Richard but it, it says a lot about you Dan doesn't it not in a bad well, way it's because, I'll tell you why it's because Burton. my next fat I tell you why, it's because my next fact is about actors who were around at the same time as he was. And Only I was trying that, to think of actors. Only that. I was trying to example, think of actors back then. Would but, be. But, I mean, it's hardly unheard could have gone of. Tom Hanks. Would could be, have gone Tom Hanks, make it, make it relatable to the audience. I mean, yeah. Connor's already made a Fortnite reference. Come on, Dan, know your audience. <laughs> you know, only Sorry. Dan would use hey, the hey, kids, CBE, of- CBE Welsh actor noted for his. Mellifluous baritone voice. Mellifluous. <laughs> hey, hey, kids, have you heard of Zendaya? Yeah. Have you heard of Zac Efron? Hey, keep listening. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. I like that one. out of people he knows in a minute. When- uh, other interesting fact I found out while I was doing this, to move on quickly, Dali created the Chupa Chups logo. 
Right, that should have been your that should have been your entry level fact for Connor. Yeah, that that right. You see, this is what I'm talking about. That there is premium facting. That is that is premium facting. Yeah, the Chopper Chops logo that is still used to this very day. Instead, designed by Salvador Dali. Instead, we had a fact that led Dan to use Richard Burton as a <laughs> reference. <laughs> hey, I can't be held accountable for what Dan does or says. Right, my second fact of the show. Now, you might have to get your head around some older actors as well here, Connor, but bear with me. It's a good story that isn't useful for you in dry January. Um, Peter O'Toole, who he was in Lawrence of Arabia, very, very, very famous boozy actor. He was part of a clique uh, of, they were called Hellraisers. Peter O'Toole, uh, Richard Byrne was in there as well. Richard Harris, he was the very first Dumbledore. Yep. Um, Oliver Reed as well. He was in the old Oliver film, played Bill Sykes. Anyway, they would go out boozing together all the time, cause their wives and partners no end of misery. Now, one time, Peter O'Toole, this is a brilliant, brilliant night out story. One time, Peter O'Toole was out in Dublin with his mate Peter Finch. They stopped by a bar at 4am trying to get a swift half. They went in there, necked a pint, and then the, um, then the, 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 the landlord said, right, that's it with your boys. You've had enough. Get out. He said, no, 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 we just want a few more. We just want a few more beers. Now you're done. You've had too much. Get out. So they resorted to the only thing rich, famous drunkards can do. They bought the bar. When when faced with maybe having to go home at 4am, they went down, they signed a check to the landlord and bought the bar there and then. Well, they thought they bought the bar there and then. That's, that's, that's top night outage, isn't it? Connor, that's, back in... That's one of those things you wake up the next morning and go, did we buy a bar last night? One of the, f- one of the first uh, episodes we did of Baffled, you, you spoke about a night out that you had in, in Manchester. Do you remember that? Yes. What Was that something about you being naked on the bus? Was there something about that? Yeah, we, 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 we don't speak about that again. And, and that was left in episode one, two, three or four. If anybody likes to listen to that, go back. I'm not, I'm not talking about it again, but... There was some naked happenings in Manchester. Oh, I apologise. Did you at any point get close to buying a bar? Well, no, but this this is very similar to like, you're going to laugh as soon as I say the name, but the Ed Sheeran situation when his neighbours kept moaning about the noise he was making from his house. So he bought all the surroundings house. But, you know, if I had the money, I would do it, wouldn't you? You know, if you at 4am, right, you're out with the boys. Imagine being rich enough. The landlord's in your ear and you're like, mate, tell you what, stop right there. Pour us another round and I'll buy your bar. Just stop. And you actually do it. I'll have have four double whiskeys and your bar. I would love... Four double whiskeys and your bar, please, mate. Do you know what, right? That is is the moment where I would become top tier. Like, I'm always very polite when I'm in bars with waitresses and stuff. I'm never a rude customer, but I would become top tier instantly. I'd be like... (laughs) It'd be like, it'd be like, we're shutting. I'd be like... You know, straight away, I'd be like, no, 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 no. I'd be really rude. I'd be like, I don't think you quite understand who I am and what I'm about, mate. Yeah. yeah say it one more time and I want to buy this bar. You'd give all of your nothing to your royalties straight to the bar, wouldn't you? Yeah. And then I'd tweet it. Nothing compares <laughs> to you. Right. <laughs> you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we crack on to our last facts of the show, a reminder, if you want to get in touch now, the way to do it, apart from the email, info at baffledpod.com. You can also DM us through our brand new Baffled Pod Instagram page. Mark is in charge of the content. So Good luck, guys. If you know our personalities Strap yourself from in. listening, oh, kind of make your own mind fun. up. Make your own mind up about the degree of meme and fun you're gonna have. This is a person that's moaned about a Google spreadsheet, so let's wait and see what oh, the- you just you, I mean, strap yourself in. This is gonna be a wild ride. Fastidious like, meme content, ooh. I imagine. Anyway, if we've got yeah. any admin, uh, any, anything in our inboxes so far, gents. Uh, I have something which for some, some something that we have ignored for a little while, and that is the Apple reviews. But we got an Apple review, five stars, of course, <laughs> from why. Sky Leap of Sky Clan. Got one. <laughs> what? Wow! I mean, we've had more than we've had more than one, but one came in in December, and I've only just noticed it. Do you know what? You would uh, never ever have. You'd never tell the review if it did leave one star. Imagine it. Be like, we've had an Apple review. They left one star. Um, also, we're not meant to bring up that we've only had one. You meant to say. We've had thousands of people getting in touch on Apple Podcasts. Here's one that I've picked out. Yeah, yeah. No, we've had one in eight yeah. months. We've, yeah, we've had one. One since. No, we had one in December. So, you know, if you're listening and you want to go give us another one, go on. Go ahead and do it. That's a, one a month. Let's aim for 12 a year. It'd be great. Uh, Sky Leaper Sky Clan. I love this podcast, especially when I can tell people ridiculous facts from your podcast. You three make the perfect combo. I love Connor's attitude to facts. If it's more than two years ago, I'm out pizza though uh, even though connor is a man child you then get a thumbs up emoji connor even though you're a man child uh, and a couple of facts for you if a polar bear and a grizzly bear mate then their offspring is called a pizzy bear there you go it's good fact facts good factage you. there good from factage. random named apple podcast reviewer thank you very much there is other facts there if you want to know them go and give us a review yourself and read it ah there you go and we'll also uh, pile that up We'll use that in a future episode, I imagine. They'll be coming out of Connor's. They'll be in Connor's side of the spreadsheet soon. Connor, anything popped up your end? Yeah, a few things on the Instagram. That's a question you should not ask Connor. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, few things on the old Insta. A guy called Chris Rainwater got in touch. He said, I've been with you since day one. Uh, he said, I'd love a button. And then I replied to him on that case saying, well, you have to wait for Mark to pull his, to pull his finger out of yeah, his ass. Uh, he They're going to oh, come out this month, maybe. Okay. 
Well, he said, I'd love a button. I can trade you guys one for one of my business shirts. I own a video game studio. I'm working on our second game at the moment. Shotgun. 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 I'm yeah, having that. Shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. Well, I'll get free. I'll, I'll bribe him. Yeah, I'll tell him that he can have yeah. free badges or whatever. You know, we just give them away, don't we? Anyway. No, no. One badge for three shirts. Come on. Uh, it's a very valuable badge. He said, you're the best on the show, Connor. You can tell the others. I don't mind. I love the facts. Keep it up. Love the other two as well. Um, best podcast around. So thanks for that. Also, I had a few others as well, but I'll save it for another day as they were actual really good facts. Question for you two on this one, gentlemen. I had to ask, if someone gets in touch and says, here's an interesting fact, can I nick the fact and use it or do we use it as admin? I, it I... entirely depends on your conscience. I don't, yeah, I don't think you should be comfortable with me and Mark slaving away on the internet and you just doing that. You just Okay, well, well, then I'm going to share this one. Uh, it was from Learn a Language on Instagram. Great name. Here's an interesting fact. In South Korea, it's illegal for anyone under the age of 16 to play video games past 12am. It's called Cinderella Law. There we go. Because we all know that after that, the PS4 turns into a pumpkin again. Yeah, so. exactly. There's a PS5 now, Mark. Come on, get with the kids. Get with oh, the time. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm well but out. Just hey, kids, like when you're a... playing your Dreamcast. <laughs> just still on like Nintendo a li- 64, mate. A little follow-up on that. Thank you to everybody that gets in touch. I know that we all we all are thankful for that because usually with, with this sort of stuff, you're making it up. You're making up the admin. We actually have real people that are message, messaging us week on week, and it is good to see. But here's the deal. With that, I really don't want to hear like that con is your favorite I, i'm wondering what i'm doing that is so unlike am i too antagonistic <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that will have a this afterwards i'll explain why no one likes okay it. i'll tell you what it is it's, you know, it's, it's honest you know tyson fury calls himself the people's champ i'll leave it there it's kind of i'm i'm here for the people i'm here for the people but you know, tyson tyson fury puts work into to, to, to training he's come back from um, you know, horrendous mental health problems. He's now a huge champion again. You don't do any work. Come up here. Say, pretend that you do do work when you're not. I do work. Mispronounce what? words. Mispronounce what? words. I don't understand how you're the favourite. Is, is this why is what I'm doing now? Is that why, why, why I, I'm not the I favorite? do work. I, I look for my free facts half an hour before the episode every week. I do my work. Look, I'm... Um, I'm uncomfortable. I thought I was more likable than apparently I am. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll come in right now with my final fact of this episode and prove to you why I'm, why I'm the favourite. Go on then. You ready? Dogs feel vulnerable when they poo. So that's why they stare at their owners when pooing. How does anyone know that? Well, How do I, they know it, that? Well, how did they know that? Did they take the eyes out and look themselves? Did they take the brain they out and well, be able to see, like, how, figure how, how it how out? Ju- no, did they pop the brain into their own brain? This how is do you my judge point. dog vulnerability? Well, this is my point with the science that you guys keep bringing to the podcast. You can just put it down to scientists. Oh, oh, there's a scientist in Zimbabwe that once researched it, and everyone's like, oh, it must be true. Well, apparently a scientist found out that a dog's vulnerable when having a that's why it looks at its owner. And I, I can back this up. My dog, he goes in the garden, right? I stand by the back door and he's a bit old now. So he stands and he looks at me and I'm like, go on, go on. He goes off. He has a one. Oh, hang on. So you make your dog poo outside of its own room. But you, you can happily poo in your own room. Yeah, Double no problem, right? Night. That the is dog, not fair at all. The dog goes out. He has his wonder. I can categorically tell you that if I'm standing at that back door, he knows. Even though he's 14, blind and a bit deaf. And he has a poo, turns round and looks me 
dead in the eye. All of his ears go back. And he kind of just sits there like that looking at me. And and does poos. I just got a new kitten. A poo story with her and the fact that she's been everywhere. Um, like when cats go to the toilet, I don't know if you if you know about this, but they kind of go to their litter tray and then they'll dig a little trench in the stones and the grit you put there. Then the, the plan is they then do the dump in that little trench. It's not always happening. And then they flick stones back over to kind of bury it. Um, the, <laughs> the other day, my kittens just learned to do this and she didn't do the first bit. So she went there, did a poo, then went to flick stones over, flick all over the kitchen, trod in the poo, walked it all over the flat. Cheers. Thanks for that, love. But the thing is, they look least, so cute. At least she's trying. At least she's trying. What What do you um What What do you do to train the kitten to to litter tray? Do you have to like they just take they, they just learn to do it? It's It's honestly remarkable how smart cats are, and I love dogs, but compared to dogs, they are the Einsteins in the world. Like honestly, like cats, they just they smell a litter tray. They know that it smells like their wee, and then they just do it there. It's like ridiculous. You feed them a few times, they understand when they're going to be fed. It's remarkable, utterly remarkable. Well, is the cat vulnerable when it poos? Does it look at you? She does stare at me when she does a poo. I, I can't tell if it's vulnerability, if it's exasperation, if it's anxiety, if it's just, it, maybe she's a bit bipolar. I can't tell. I can't read into my cat's psyche like clearly people can do with dogs when they're in Zimbabwe. Mark, what's your last fact of the show? Film producer Jeffrey Katzenberg revived the Walt Disney Studios by producing some of their biggest hits. So we're talking Little Mermaid, Lion King, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. After this, he went, I should get a promotion because, you know, done some pretty good work here. Disney instead fired him. So he then swore revenge. And that is how DreamWorks Studios began. Yeah. I had like... I didn't know this, but I had heard that there was some link there. That's incredible. So Jeffrey Katzenberg was basically the, uh, he oversaw all of the Walt Disney Studios and uh, he had two people above him, Frank Wells and <laughs> Good uh, Michael it. Eisner. Uh, Frank, <laughs> uh, Frank Wells then sadly oh, died. So he went. Oh. <laughs> I made a uh, funny con. I did a joke. Dan did a funny. I thought I'd, I thought I'd better recognise it. And Mark didn't find uh, it funny and just went. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so he thought he should take Frank Wells' job when he died. Um, he didn't, so they fired him instead because he got a little bit annoyed about it. And then he went and created all of the rivals to Disney. You know, Shrek, Madagascar, Kung Fu Panda. No, I love that. But I tell you, I love that. But I tell you what's happened there, Mark. You've gone too deep in the well of information for Connor. When you, oh, he, start, he switched off. When you he started talking off. about like the uh, the leadership structure uh, at Disney, <laughs> I don't... no, I'm on board and I'm enjoying it. It actually become a little bit relatable for me with uh, Brentwood, as there's a restaurant round in Brentwood that that was owned by two cousins, and they uh, they fell out, and uh, they was told by law that the other cousin who, who left the restaurant couldn't open a restaurant within three miles. So he opened a restaurant within 3.1 miles and it's now more successful than the restaurant they owned previously. Well, well famously, I think we've had it on the show, um, uh, the, the Adidas brothers, aren't they? The Dassler brothers. You had Adolf Dassler, I think Adi Dassler, who made Adidas and then his brother, I can't remember his name, went and made uh, Puma, I think. This is, a, this is a thing we've had before. Um, uh, Disney tops DreamWorks though, doesn't it? Like the Shreks are good. How to Train Your Dragons, yeah. Not really digging the Madagascar films. Disney have got it spot on. 
Disney have. I was um I actually watched Coco last night for the first time, Disney Pixar and great film. All of the Pixar films. I've definitely noticed as well that all of the Disney Pixar films are adult made. When you watch it as an adult, you realise that there's a lot of adult innuendos that as a kid you Well they're they're not getting kids to make them. Yeah. Of course they're adult made. They're not it's not like a sweatshop of kids just building Pixar movies. And some of them I feel not all of them because I think some are universal, but I think some, particularly Soul, um, I think they think kids are going to enjoy it more than they do. Yeah, I, I, I think really it's yeah. absolutely a film for mum and dads. Yeah, I do absolutely. think it hit a worrying stage in my life as well when I watched Disney Pixar the other day and found one of the characters sexy. I mean, that's quite dangerous, isn't it? Finding Nemo? No, I'm not going to say what it is. Just love a bit of Dory. <laughs> the seagull, isn't it? <laughs> Give it to me, was girl. Give it to w- me. W- was it was it Elastigirl? Were you watching The Incredibles? No. Uh, I do find her quite sexy. I mean, her bum <laughs> looks great in that tight tight lycra. It's like it's like Fortnite as well. The Fortnite girl has a banging bum. I don't know what it is. Right, my last fact of the show. Hang on, no, I want to know who Connor found attractive from a. Pixar movie. No, this when he's when he's describing why people from Fortnite are hot, I think we need to move on. Um, in 2016, a British reality show about surviving in the wilderness of the Scottish Highlands, they sent these contestants up there to make their own new world. It was called Eden. They gave them the cameras. They were on their own. They were going to film it. It was going to be this amazing reality TV show. You get to see a brand new world being born. Problem is, it was cancelled after four episodes and and no one told the people who were up there. So they were up there on their own, filming everything for, for a whole year, thinking it was going out on telly and it only lasted four episodes. Oh, that's brutal, that's bad. Is, is that one of those where everyone just went, you told them, right? No, no, you were meant to tell them. No, no, I thought Jeff was telling them. Oh, no, they're still up there. Oh, no. I was in a reality TV show that only done one season. Strange Pixar perversions. Um, what, how did you get approached to be in the reality show? Uh, it was on E4, actually. And uh, funny story, you're going to laugh. I was approached to audition for TOWIE way back in the day. And of course you would have I been about it. nine. I was 19, 19 at the time. Um, and why not do it? I mean, they're all very successful. Go along. Happy that I didn't do it now. Uh, what did the auditions? It. What did the audition uh, consist of for Tau? Well, it was more. By the way, more... If, you, if you're not here, if you're not from the UK, Tau is uh, the only way is Essex, which was one of the first like incarnations of the new reality TV shows. You know, scripted reality, a bit like The Hills. There you go. Move on. Information done. But it was more of a personal auditions to kind of who you are what you're about what you're into blah 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 just that um and yeah i I done that nothing come of it i didn't end up getting it and then the producer from the show i kept in contact with and he done a show called e4's young free and single and it was basically the singletons that lived in a penthouse and they were looking for love it's all set up and fun and i went on a date with one of the uh women that was in the penthouse and um, yeah, she she said that I wasn't a player, so therefore wasn't interested. Episode is on my TV recorded. I'll get you some clips, boys. So you weren't Look in the penthouse. The you weren't in the penthouse. I wasn't in the penthouse. So I wasn't one of the main cast. I was just one of the dates that they went on. Right. Okay. How did the date go? So you were in one episode. I was in one episode. It was it, it was okay, but it, it's very like it's a very strange situation in reality TV when you're sitting there on a date and you have 
loads of cameras around you and producers behind you kind of like like encouraging you to say stuff to make the date good and you're like well this isn't me on the date isn't it this isn't me a mate of mine i was once at gatwick airport with him uh, early in the morning and someone walked over to him and dropped a napkin uh, into his lap and then kind of hurried off pretty quickly and on the napkin was a, like a love note from a, a girl who was a nanny in England. She was going back to her home in America for a bit. And it said, I was the star of an MTV reality TV show. And it was something called Buckwild that was like a, 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 a like a country, uh, I want to say hillbilly. I don't mean that, but you know what I mean? That kind of, you, you know, country American style of reality TV show. And she was on it and I watched it and they went on a few dates. Just baffling how these things happen. It is Mark, have you got any... There you go. Have you got any reality TV shows? No. Absolutely not. No. no. Nothing exciting happened in your life ever? No, I'm just too busy doing admin, mate. That is it <laughs> for this week's episode of Baffled. Uh, what have we learned? Well, coyotes. I mean... <laughs> also, um, if you catch uh, the Fortnite girl in the right light when you're with a llama, uh, you might raise Connor's eyebrow. And also, if you're young, free and single... You can get yourself a lovely date with Sinead O'Connor from Nothing Compares to You fame. You're, uh, not, just, you're not just raising my eyebrow, Daniel. Yeah, that was the obvious joke. As I wrote that, I thought, you know what? I'm going to steer clear of the low-hanging fruit of that It's gag. not that low-hanging. No. <laughs> oh, there so, we go. <laughs> Penis jokes to finish the episode. <laughs> that pretty much sums up the episode. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Sinead. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. In that time, please hop onto Insta and follow our page, Baffled Pod. Find us on there. Uh, we will see you with some brand new polls and brand new stories. We'll be chatting to you then. And also, we'll be back next week. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.